Welcome back to the Flexi Hustle Podcast and we are back in episode 10 and we are joined by Princess Yumba, representative of uh, Basecamp and Startup Namibia. And uh, it's been a while guys, but uh, a lot has been in the works and a lot is in store for all of you. So yeah, how are you Princess? I am awesome, how are you? And thank you for having me. I'm uh, being okay, it's nice to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Yes, we can't wait to get into everything that is done in India and everything that is So I guess to, to get started, um, we want to find out where are you from? Well, oh wow. <laughs> so I've been, I am from Vintuk. I am from Vintuk. I lived there for most of my life. I've been, I was born in Oranyamund. Um, and I mentioned that because many times the accent is like an accent. And when I say Oranyamund, they didn't make sense to many. So, um, but raised, basically bred in Vintuk uh, for most of my years. And then I relocated to the north on Godiva. That was in 2014, uh, the year I got married. Um, and here I am, ever since. Well, that's nice. And how did you get acquainted with Startup Namibia? Well, that's actually a, a story I laugh about. You know, I, I, I never knew about Startup Namibia until, was it last year in October? I believe it was September. September, I came across a vacancy and I just thought to myself, you know what, let me try this out. I read about what Startup Namibia does. It was a general brief. Uh, that followed um, the vacancy and I still didn't understand. I applied and it was two weeks time I got a call and here I am. So it's always been an exciting journey since since that moment. And how did you feel applying for something you didn't know basically what it was I just think I was at a place in my life where I was ready for something different, to take on new challenges. Um, I did mention that when I moved to the north, I, I had just got married. I, I was never one to be in the north. Um, our home was Renyamund, so the north wasn't really a basis to say a holiday destination or coming back home. Um, yeah, I mean, I became a mom. I was focused on my marriage and nurturing my family all the years until until I made Startup Namibia. And um, it's been an exciting journey ever since, you know? It's been energy, vibrancy. It's been a new, a new venture for me, uh, seeing life in a different light. So that has been exciting. No, that's great to hear. So like before coming up and getting into Startup Namibia, did you have any exposure to entrepreneurship? Well, definitely. Um, I think, you know, because I have been here and I did not want to be laying idle, um, I went and engulfed in some ideas that um, I had pondering in my heart for some time. So relating to events, I got busy with, you know, um, charitable activities, um, raising funds for lesser privileged children, just initiatives that, you know, a group of friends and I would take on. Um, and then I went into real estate, um, worked on a few few deals in that arena, and then of course I did. Um, I started a kitchen called Karishma's Kitchen. So I would cook traditional meals, uh, which I would then prepare myself and do delivery on. It was fun, but I knew that that was really just a short term something. It wasn't really something I wanted to do for a long time or do full time rather. Um, I needed something more challenging, something more fulfilling. It seems like you must have a lot of experience in baking because you're talking about real estate, events, <laughs> cooking, you know, I guess there's like three whole different industries that have been referred to here, but it's nice to know that you went and experienced these things firsthand before coming to 
instead of Arabia. And how was it during that whole experience for you? What made you get into uh, events for, for a start? I think one, driven by wanting to find you know, where my, my heart and passion would be, you know, because, I mean, I wouldn't want to invest, invest time in something that I would not enjoy. I tried it out, and I loved it. So, obviously, from there on, I knew that I needed to find something more permanent that will be in the same line. Um, with real estate, it was an opportunity I saw. I saw an advert in the newspapers, and I was like, okay, I can do this. I applied, and it was good. Um, at the time, I was still in Ventuk. Um, and I decided to join a company um, and experience what it's like to, to, to work in property. And I did well. I did well. And I thought, you know, it's practical. You could do this on the side. You do not have to do it as a full-time job. And it was practical for when I was a full-time mom and stay, sorry, uh, stay-at-home mom. So, yeah, the experience meeting people. You know, engaging with people, communicating with people, being able to move around. Um, I think there's something there. There's something there, something you don't get uh, from sitting in a in an office behind a desk and a computer all day. Yeah. So, um, with that experience from real estate, how why did you then move from real estate into cooking? Like, what was the transition there? What made you mm-hmm. switch things? So the transition was Ventuk to the north. Uh, so it's different um, zones and. Um, it, it, the, the experience in the north was different. I did not know the people. I didn't know the market. It was difficult to break in. Um, so everything was different. You know, you knew the ways, the orders of operations with regards to real estate in Ventuk. In the north, I felt you needed to know people, be connected. So I had to start again in terms of relationships yeah, and connections. True to mm-hmm. say that, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that move from Ventuk to the north, mm-hmm. and they all say uh, the north will humble you. <laughs> and it's not to say that there's no opportunities in the north. I feel like there's tons of opportunities it in is. the north. It is. It's just that the dynamics change right. from capital city to exactly. the north, and what we know as the north in Namibia. Exactly. And by virtue of knowing people, it makes things very much mm-hmm. easier when you're in the north to navigate right. uh, the, the, the certain problems and obstacles that you face. One hundred percent. So, like. When you came to the north, how did you figure out that you want to get into the cooking business? <laughs> well, I found people, um, they love food. People love food, and the food business is practical. There will always be a need. Um, people always go hungry. There'll come a point where, you know, um, I mean, I myself, I cook every day at home, being a mom, and I get tired of doing so every day. At times, I just feel like I, it's necessary. Let me get some takeout for my family. Um, and eventually into the delicacies uh, offered in the North, that is what people love, traditional food. So why not capitalize on that? And truly, I made business. I made business. Um, there's a lot of, of, of businesses that are focused on traditional foods as well, but they're all thriving. I do believe there are seasons for it, but... Um, you don't find supply today here, you will find it there. Um, so yes, there was an opportunity and I went for it. And that's definitely one market that's really, I can say still untapped yes. because of the, the commercial uh, potential of it. Because this, I've realized that in the north, there's quite a lot of number of like female students mm-hmm. who are actually doing traditional food, like um, meals. I forgot the name of the chicken. What's the, the chicken in the oil? Uh, KFC? No, 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 no. Traditional food. Traditional food, yeah, okay. That's the one in the oil. Um, 
or she won't go chicken in oh uh, what's this <laughs> oil? I, I hear you the fruit yeah yes uh, and, and people are making money off it and they're sustaining themselves through university so if, if you can see that such a market is there for mm-hmm. such products and it's helping Namibian students right fund their education then it's definitely something that's still untapped it definitely is commercial mm-hmm. potential and I mean, going back to your question, you know, why real estate and then food? Um, you realize that with real estate, you can't break into a certain market, try something else. You know, try something else that is also loved by the people. And what is the benefit in that is the people. That's what's imp- that's the common basically denominator in both, you know, the idea to vest or to break into the market. The people, get into their hearts and, and, and or into their minds and find out what they like and give that to them. So, I mean, the benefit was the networking. You got to network with people, they got to trust your service, they got to trust the quality of your product. So anything else you may come with, hence I ventured into events, they trust it. That makes sense. And I feel like getting to understand people requires a lot of empathy. Because if you cannot understand a client's pain point, how do you provide them with a solution? Right. It, it won't properly fix the, 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 the issue at the end. So I think developing a lot of empathy as an entrepreneur is very vital to the success in any Exactly. Yes. Yes. No, so this is really clear. Good to hear. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a lot of experience, and I've only been like 10 minutes into the <laughs> But I would like to find out you joining Startup Namibia, how did that help you as a person, first and foremost? For me, it's quite it's a journey that I believe uh, personally how I started um, looking for a job because, you know, just wanting to. Ah, uh, this is. You know, to identify who you are, find your place. Um, and it required you to go back into the innermost of your room and seek yourself, who you are, so that you can then identify what you want to, to, to be busy with, what you want to be involved in. So it started with a prayer. <laughs> I had to pray. Um, a lot of things were frustrating. I mean, COVID hit and it affected, you know, even the home financially. Um, so you need to make decisions and radical decisions. You can't just think this is, you know, life will continue as, as, as it were. Um, so with the prayer and, you know, trusting that an opportunity will come. So being practical about it, it was applications on applications for this and that opportunity, not being picky. But as long as you get your foot into the door. How did you feel going through that application process? Frustrated. I mean, oh, it was the most frustrating because I invested a lot even in that process. Um, I remember having to buy application forms, having to make photocopies of Those documents. They're you not. Know, I, I also went through the same thing last year because I, I was applying for, for jobs. Mm-hmm. COVID messed everything. Right. Right. And then I see some application forms are like 200 bucks. Exactly. I'm myself, <laughs> if I'm paying 200 bucks for an application form, they might as well give me the job, you know? Right. But I guess it becomes frustrating in that situation when it's application. It application. is. And it, it touches on a lot of other areas. You are qualified for certain positions. You don't get a response for your applications. Um, you're trying everything, even just a reception position. You you being humble about it and no response. So obviously something is a catch here, hence going back to prayer, finding out what the problem is. Am I doing something wrong? Um, so I had to be... I had to break out of my normal way of thinking. I had to contact some friends who were already 
employed and given the experience and how they got the opportunities, ask them, how did you go about it? So cutting the long story a bit short, um, one of the advice I got from one of my friends was send me your CV. And I sent her a CV and she, <laughs> she broke down in laughter. Why? Exactly. How do you laugh at a friend in need? And she said, the CV is the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give you some pointers. So, yeah, she, she gave me her CV to use an so as an example, sorry, sort of to modify it. Exactly the information I have on my old CV is what I sort of recreated on the new CV um, and then got some advice from, you know, my executive friends um, and family members and asked them, what do they look at when they're sitting in an interview with a CV in front of them, you know? How would you want to perceive my CV? So I got pointers on that grant as well. Um, so I went through all of that process, and this time I was confident to send an application through to this opportunity that came, Startup Namibia. And I think it really paid off. I was emotional the day I got the call to say, you called in for an interview. Um, and I realized that those efforts were necessary. You, you needed to pay the price. Um, looking for a job, you needed to pay the price for paying so much money for application forms and everything you needed to go through. If you had to hustle for fuel <laughs> to get to these different destinations, it was necessary. You had to deal with a, a non-polite police officer to certify your documents. It was necessary. Um, it was very necessary. And not being picky. Not being picky about what you want. Yes, you do need to have a standard, I believe that. Uh, but you need to know that you have to start somewhere as well. That is very important, I believe. Um, so I got this call and it was a few days time, there was an interview. I really was panicking um, about what I will do in an interview, what I will, how I will present myself. I haven't done this in so many years. So I, I was jittering. I was calling everybody up. I'm in a state, and everybody just calm down, calm down. And I knew the advice was not helping. It's not easing my, yeah, <laughs> and my yeah, panic. Really yes. So I, I, really again, I prayed. The advice I give is just be yourself and be honest. Be yourself and be honest. And that's what I did. Um, I remember relating to my seniors who were on the interview panel even when I met them eventually, and I said to them, I'm so grateful that you believed in me. It probably wasn't, uh, I didn't fully meet the requirements, but there was something you saw in me and you gave me a chance. And I go back to the place where I went in prayer, and I was so grateful that I was honest from that point throughout. You know, never lying about any details on my CV or any bit of my experience, but upholding it to put it on the CV. You know, sometimes we, we, we neglect to, to say, I was doing a side hustle of events. It may not have been a registered business, but it is what I have done, you know, and here's my experience and some of, you know, the work I've done and, and references regarding that, and it was on the... So, so I guess there's quite an importance in mentioning uh, the, the work that you've put in, whether it's in your own business, in your right. self-employed business, yes. or in the side hustles, or in somebody else's business, because sometimes you can help a friend mm -hmm. with their business, and you don't mention that there's work experience, but yes. it really was work. It was work. It was work. The time you used was consumed. You need to put it on there. Do not deny yourself what you have done, and the rewards that could possibly come for it, or with it. Yes. So now you started Startup Namibia. Yes. What basically is Startup Namibia? Because we've spoken, we've mentioned the name a lot, yes. But <laughs> at least now we want to know what is Startup Namibia. Okay, so Startup Namibia. Um, 
is a German-funded company, or project rather, that focuses on entrepreneurship. So um, we are in partnership with the German government, and we are funded by GIZ. Um, this institution, this project, um, so much respect for it, um, is in partnership with the Ministry of Trade and Industrialization as well as the city of Vinduk. Um, this is how it came about. So Startup Namibia has two branches, right? Um, the one branch, which is the administrative side of uh, Startup Namibia, is called Basecamp of which we form a pop-up camp. So we are like an, a satellite operation here based in Ongwediva. So we are one of three. Um, we have one in Rundu, we have one in Sokoprint, and then we. So we are the second baby of the outreach centers, Ongwediva um, pop-up camp. Um, we were initiated when? October the 1st in 2020. However, there were some operations, some assistance since the COVID hit with COVID relief funds um, that was in 2020 already. Um, so activities had begun in the north then already. Okay. Yes. So now, Startup Namibia and, and, and all these base camps, what services are they offering to the, to the public? So this is an incubation um, sort of acceleration center. We want to give access to the communities where we are based. Um, to be involved in our activities and our programs that we offer. Um, we found that initially when we were just centered and based in Vintuk, um, there was a lot of interest that came from the different regions. Hence, we thought, you know, take the service to the communities. And really, it has been doing great. There has been a, a great response. I do understand that many come, they walk into the office, and sometimes the response is, it's too good to be true, we don't believe it. You know, how are we seen as as a local community, you know. Um, but I mean, the drive is that there is an opportunity for everybody. And we want to bring everybody on base, on board, um, given our offering. Okay, okay. So is this to say that anyone that comes and seeks your guys' assistance can be an entrepreneur? Well, we encourage, you know, the youth and innovation. And yes, anybody can be an entrepreneur. Anybody who has an idea that can put Namibia, that can put Africa on the economic map, uh, the global map, as, you know, um, to say we are a center of entrepreneurship. Yes, you're welcome. And what we also say is that, look, we, we, we invite you and welcome you as a business with an initiative that is in ideation stage. So you need not have an established business, but an idea. Um, we take you through our program, which, you know, um, is established from stage one, which is your hunt, our hunt program. We bring individuals on board and we look at your idea and we help you um, sort of dress your idea and, and give you an identity. So wait, all I need is just an idea to get started. All you need is an idea. Really, wow. So and, and I guess, you know, um, this comes at a time, or this has been around for, I, I guess people always had ideas. It's just that I feel like the youth in Namibia don't know where to go with those ideas. And at least now we know to say that Startup Namibia is the place to go. And when we, let's say I'm an entrepreneur, I walk into Startup Namibia, I have an idea to start, um, what can I say, a local uh, leather bag business, for example, right. right? How do I get started with you guys? Okay, so one, we have programs, right? 
um, before I get into the programs, we have activities or events such as your pitch events that we host. Um, these pitch events are ideally for individuals, like we said, they're startups, right? To come on board and present their ideas in front of a panel of judges and an audience, an invited audience. So we do it in an accelerated form, in a way. For the sake of having fun, basically, we, we sort of always add a social aspect to it where we want um, the individual to feel not too sort of <laughs> um, thrown into the deep end of professionalism or having to know, you know, the detail. Um, we'll say for 90 seconds, come pitch your idea. Um, the judges are then also requested and trained to not be critical, you know, but give criticism. What is it? Um, constructive criticism. Yeah. Yes. And I guess, you know, it's, it's constructive criticism helps the average person be able to come and articulate their idea or at least express what they are trying to do. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, just feel free and, and you know, to present your business idea as it is. And then we give an opportunity for Q&A, where the panel of judges who obviously come from an experienced background, a professional background, we, we choose from a range of um, business professionals. We have alumni who have also you know, gone through the programs, one of our programs, or a pitching event, um, and entrepreneurs, um, who then ask you related questions um, regarding your initiative. Also, just to pick your mind, have you thought about the sustainability of this idea that you have, or projection financially, to see if it is marketable, or, you know, uh, viable um, to enter the market. Have you done your market research? So we pitch your idea and we give you pointers as to how to go about things. From there on, you, I mean, obviously we give you a draft or a pitch deck, you know, how to deliver. And, and the opportunity to stand in front of an audience, a panel of judges, sort of preparation before you, you sit, you stand before the big dragons. You get what I mean? So. And, and I guess, like, I've been to one pitch event and it was one uh, held here in Ogodiva just last year. I'm not too sure when. And I saw like there was like a, a list of chosen entrepreneurs. They would go on there with their PowerPoint presentations, you know, and talk about their ideas. And I feel like ideas as an entrepreneur need to be realistic as well. I think often, often there's the common misconception that to say, I just believe I can make money from this. Yeah. But there needs to be the how, the when, the where. What are you actually doing? Right. Is there a market for this Correct. thing? And I understand really intensely what you say because a lot of us feel like we have ideas, mm -hmm. but you can't really qualify it as an idea when you don't even know how the thing even works. Exactly. And then later we expect to receive uh, funding or advice or help, and it becomes very difficult does, because there's no clear or direct pipeline or, or, or workflow yeah. for the specific idea. So what advice would you give to someone who's got an idea but has not figured out the, the intense parts of it? Well, any idea, one, you need to start by believing in your idea. Okay. Believe in your idea. Um, from here on, you obviously, you handle it with confidence. But then, of course, you need to be practical. Do the research, just as you've mentioned. Do your research. Identify your market. Right? And have a strategy. Your market is, let's use the chicken business for example. You have the community, um, some of the, the middle classes, it's what they eat on a daily basis, the traditional food, right? As we, we keep chickens in our backyards and so on, or we farm with them. 
um, you prepare that, it's your daily consumption. And you find that for the rest of us, um, we enjoy it occasionally, you know, as a delicacy. Um, so which market is your target? And, and, and will your target market be sustainable in the long run? Will it because be sustainable in the long like run? Like you said earlier, there's seasons to these things. Right. Imagine only being able to make money for three months in a year. Right. Are you going to make so much money to sustain yourself? Will you? No. You won't. Exactly. Yeah. So be practical. What will work? You know, to, con to, to be able to deliver a product or service on a continual basis. Were you going to farming or poultry, um, or will you settle for purchasing and being a middleman, and then you know preparing to then supply? Uh, which one is more practical? If you're going to go into farming, think about you know the feed that you need to feed you know the chickens, uh, what the costs are, um, quality food as well, because you know many um, individuals also consider organic food. Uh, for example, are you able to finance for that? How will you source your finances? Uh, you need to be practical the sustainability of it. Um, also be one step ahead of your business. Seek for investors who are keen to invest in it and then break it down for how long. Work out your revenues. So be informed about, you know, um, your market strategies, be informed about financials, um, how to work out your revenue, your gross profit. So know this beforehand. I mean, we all start small and we don't succeed at the first go. Um, but then don't you know, uh, sleep on your grid in terms of not seeking for opportunities. Here we are on social media. You'll find many organizations such as ourselves who are ever offering grants for be it agriculture or whatever venture is out there. So I guess... Be relentless. Yes, be active on social media. I guess it takes a lot of research. Research, you know? definitely. But I feel like also with the research that it takes, I don't think any person who's got an idea right now should feel like this is overwhelming. Yes, because no. I can just walk into the Obediva base camp and just come and talk to Princess and find out what do I need to get my idea up and running, right. which is practical uh, advice. Help, you know, please. the thing I have though is that we are we watch you know stuff on TikTok, we watch stuff on on, on, on Facebook. You know, and it's all encouraging advice, you know, believe in yourself, persevere. And this is not that kind of podcast to a certain extent because here we're offering practicality. Right. And another thing that Startup Namibia offers is also practicality. It is. You walk in here with your idea, tell us what you want to do, and give you advice on how you want to go about it. So let's say after the HUNT uh, program, what other programs do you offer? Because as far as I'm aware, you guys, your programs are so good to the point that you can take a business literally through the growing stage. Even when it fails, I've, I've read your guys' pamphlet to say that you guys also have a reheat program, but I'm sure we'll get to that later. But like, what follows after the hunt? So with our programs, we do have partners on board who will assist in terms of mentoring the individuals, mm. the different initiatives. Yes. Um, after the HUNT program, we, we have the cook your business sort of recipe, right? So that's another program that comes after the individuals who have succeeded with the HUNT program have graduated. Okay. Take them through, we call it the launch startup stage. So this is the stage where 
your business is then sort of cooked. Mm. We sit with you and we lean your business plan, we strategic business roadmap, we take you through all of that, um, work with it with you, with our in-house business developers um, and some of our partners. Um, for one, we have the future females on board as well as um, Impact Tank, mm. Impact Tank Builders. Um, we have a testimony of one that we have sitting in our office. Mm. Um, he rents office space for co-working from us. Um, and he's gone through an event that they hosted where he won a prize as well, third prize. Um, so they offer support and they are one of our partners. We say we don't do this on our own so that we are able to meet as many individuals as possible, um, entrepreneurs. Uh, from the cook stage, then we take you through the go to the market, the trade, um, where you go and you grow your market. So we take you for exposure, your initiative. Um, one of you know these ideas has been you know to accelerate introduce uh, new product services and then perfect your business idea mm. um, and then we scale it up uh, we export your business to expand your market so we've had um, testimonials we've had startups that we have taken through to our Dubai Expo that we are in partnership with as well where they have international exposure of the businesses mm. um, so I think I saw that Dubai Expo, Expo um, is, yes. isn't that where um, Tololi Yes. was also yes, invited was to. Invited. By the way, guys, I buy stuff from Tololi. <laughs> and, awesome. yeah, so like I, I saw that uh, when they went to Dubai and stuff, and I think now it makes sense why they went to Dubai. Mm -hmm. I literally do not understand. Right. But um, it, one thing highlight that I get from what you've said thus far is that how collaboration is important for you guys to deliver your guys' service. Right. And um, you, were, you went from the cook stage to the, what's the, the next stage? The trades to market. Trades to market yes, stage. Which is the growth stage. The growth stage. And, and, and what more do you have to say about the, the, that last stage? So the last stage is the export. Uh, okay. To expand your growth market, which is where we scale okay. sort of your, your brand. Okay. Um, so that is the stage when we take you through to exposure. We pitch for investors um, at a big level. We had the picture, um, our partners on it, they're coming on board, but uh, pitch deck. And Investor Toaster, they supported the, through our BDS, our business developers in-house. Um, we link up with whoever is available to sponsor this event. We literally hosted one uh, two weekends ago, where we had about eight startups who, who, who won a prize of 5,000 euros each. Okay. Um, and that was exposure. They've gone through our programs, they're done. Hence, we're starting over now with sort of all over. Okay. Um, with our hunt, hunt stage. Okay. So wait, with, with, with the hunt stage, I, well, by the time you guys watch this episode, uh, the, the call out for the hunt stage will be already closed. It will right? be closed. Yeah. It's currently open mm -hmm. um, and will be closing on the 25th of February, which is this coming Friday. Okay. So we're calling out on every entrepreneur who's interested in getting involved in our program, which is the hunt program, okay. to apply. Visit our website, which is um, www.startupnam. Uh, .org. And then also our social media pages are always busy advertising our programs, whatever we have on offering events at that moment. So Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter at Startup NAM. Do visit us, do follow us. You will have an opportunity and through our advertisements we always have a link that provides an opportunity to register. The individual. And bear in mind, guys, the thing that you're applying for, all you need is an idea, right? Just an idea. Just an idea. Right. And and I guess, you know, this comes at a period of time where, where the beginning of the year, 2022, 
you know everyone's everyone set goals in January but things hit left you know or uh, things are not going the way people planned and everyone's trying to like you know restructure or, or, or pivot right now um, I guess whoever has a business idea right now really needs to come and start with the hunt and try, just and, try. And, and just try because I mean if if there's an entity that is built around helping an entrepreneur start a business just from an idea. Listen, this is like, we, we don't know how privileged we are yet until we start to see lump sums of entrepreneurs start coming through and we start to see their businesses flourish. Are there any businesses that are based in the north that have gone through your programs? Well, we have definitely a testimony. I know um, the lady has been here. She's the owner of a boutique um, called La Fashion. Um, She was based initially at the Chico Mall. Um, It wasn't going so well at the time that COVID hit. And that was in 2020. And she testified practically at our launch. Uh, That was on the 21st of October. She shared a story. She was walking through the mall in Ashana Mall, and she came across individuals standing with a brand, Startup Namibia, and the offering that they had at the time, which was COVID relief funds. So she took a, a pamphlet and she applied for it. She met the requirements, and before she knew it, she got funding, which helped her um, just jumpstart her business again. And she's been in existence until this day. So she really shares a, a very heartwarming testimony regarding her business and what she benefited from starting Namibia. Yeah. We also have um, an individual based in the north, uh, Nali Andrechi. She also went through one of our initiatives and it, her testimony has been that it's helped, especially for exposure, her business uh, very much. So she had a daycare center that mm. um, she really wants to take to the next level. Mm. Um, oh. We've worked with the Jabus, for example, and they are in Ventug, the Lefas, um, Tololi, as you mentioned um, earlier on. We have Rethink Communications, for example, and I know what she does is CVs and business writings. Um, she assists with writing application forms and um, what is the other? Yes, application. Basically, letters, business documents. Business documents, registering your business, social medias, opening your pages for you, managing that for you as well. So um, we have quite a few, I think in total we have about 362 startups that have gone through our programs successfully that we have partnered with and uh, the relationships continue. Mm, that's, that's, that's really great. So I, I mean you guys have done so much work and I feel like it's about time we recognize that this is actually happening right now and take use of the opportunities that are before us. Because I, I've seen that you know, when, when we bring up such topics, to say no, there's a, an entity that's giving out uh, business advice, guidance for you to start your business. We all look at it and we're like, ah, okay, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it, you know. But understand that these are opportunities that if we don't utilize now, whilst we're there, there. Whoever is entering the door first is winning because, I mean, no one else is doing it. The moment I've seen, uh, and this is like on a totally unrelated note, if you just want to be 10 steps ahead of everyone, stop doing what 90% of the people are doing. And then you are already ahead of everyone. And I feel like for any young person that's based in Ogwediva, that has a business idea, or based in Oshakati or Ondangwa, 
you need to catch a cab right now. <laughs> right now. You will always find myself and my colleague Mariana here. Um, we are the faces you'll find at the office. We are open 8 to 5, Mondays to Fridays. Um, we are open to hosting your events. We're opening our doors for you to host your events here with us. Um, so flexible for Saturdays as well. Um, it's just one call away. Come and see me. Give me a call. Let's have a conversation about it. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, no, that's, that's really great. So, but uh, concerning all these um, programs that you have, what are the common misconceptions that people have <laughs> about certain programs? Because I feel like someone might walk in here and just be like, I have an idea, give me money. Yes, exactly. And, we challenge with that so much. Yeah. Many believe that we're just a funding scheme. Mm. However, we're an incubation sort of, uh, we give mentorship programs and then give you access to funding through the partnerships that we have and uh, that we've established so far. So what we believe in is you need the training, you need the, the mentorship. That's an important factor that most uh, startups and entrepreneurs, they miss. Mm. They miss. Once you are trained, and there's so much you can learn from that. Um, you can take so many pointers that will help your business. Mm. Very much so. So let's not neglect that humble stage. Mm. Um, it would be for your benefit, to your benefit, you and your business. I feel like training goes a long way mm -hmm. because aside from any money, monetary gain that you can get from the, the, the sponsorships or from, from, from any of the pitch nights or whatever, I feel like training helps you in the long run because understand that that very business that you're pitching or the idea that you're pitching is not the only idea that you're going to have. 100%. And imagine now you are so focused on getting money that you forget to get the training, training that can help you the day you decide to say, you know what, I don't want to have a boutique anymore. Mm -hmm. I want to go into cooking. And then you just take the same principles, exactly. apply it there, and then your business grows. Now you have to come back again and get the same training. And I feel that's something that we really neglect on. And it's more, it goes back to a principle where people enjoy short-term gratification okay. over anything else. Yeah. Not understanding that I would rather you teach me exactly. how to set up my business than you give me money to set up my business. Exactly. Because there's no point of me giving a Ferrari, for example, exactly. to someone who doesn't have a license. Right. And what I, I, what are you going to do? Take I pictures? I 100%. It's like saying, uh. um, knowledge really goes a long way. Uh. Knowledge goes a long way. It's something nobody can ever take from you. Give, being put from one situation to another, another experience, that knowledge is yours. And I like to use the example of inheritance, for example. Inheritance money. It's different from money that has been earned. Mm. When an individual uh, or inherits so much money, you'll find that that money is spent recklessly. But when you earn your income, when you've earned your money, you, you're diligent in how, how you spend it. You're responsible as well. So same with knowledge and education. I believe it goes a long way. Mm. That's, that's, that's really vital. And, and, you know, you look back at it and you see, like, people who have won the lottery... Uh, inheritance also, I feel like low-key, it's a lottery because like you didn't expect to get it now, <laughs> you know, but it's a sad situation. Ha <laughs> ha, you cry, but you got some money in the end. But, you know, the thing is with like all the people that I've heard of that have won lottery tickets or have got money from somewhere quickly, all the money just washes away. And then you look back at it and you're like, if you can't manage even $10, now I give you a million, what are you doing? 
not even a million, because with the, realistically looking at the funding that you get, I think 5,000 euros should, I, I'm not too sure how much that would be. Approximately $80,000. $80,000. And if you can't manage $80,000, which, you know, there are people out there, and I'll tell you this, I've met entrepreneurs that are out there to say that if I just get $80,000, I'll be able to do ABCD. People with plans, but they don't know where to go. And that's a whole dilemma on its own. At least now, if they watch the podcast, then they'll know to say, we're yeah. going to base camp in Ogwetiva. But there's also base camp in Swago, uh, Rundu. In Rundu. Okay. And then we have our mother base, okay. uh, base camp in... Uh, so these are our pop camps, right? Rundu and Swago Rund, yeah. as well as ourselves in Ogwetiva. We call these our the outreach centers for base camp. Okay. Base camp is based in Ventuk, oh, um, okay. under the umbrella of Startup Number V. Okay, yes. okay. Then that makes sense, okay. No, um, that's great to hear. So it means that any entrepreneur that's close to Swago, close to Rundu, and the North, so you guys are like covering the whole of Namibia, uh, really. And I guess that it's just a drive away for anyone right. who is serious about getting started on their business. Yes. Yeah, no, um, that's that's really great to understand. We've really dived into a lot of uh, <laughs> sections here on the on the podcast about uh, the various programs that are being offered. But uh, I, would, I would like to find out um, right now, what do you foresee or what do you think the youth should be watching out for concerning Startup Namibia? What possible opportunities or how best can they take advantage of other things that you guys offer aside from the programs? Okay, so, well, we'll start with here. We here, our base, um, I'll give you information about our base. We offer co-working aside from the programs. Mm. We have co-working space. Our office, our safety here is here for the community. So, let the community make use of the space. So, you have entrepreneurs that are welcome to use our venue. Uh, for a month, we offer um, a package deal of 850 and this is inclusive of, you know, a hotspot, hot disk. You have um, access, free access to our Wi-Fi, mm. um, printing and scanning facilities, boardroom use. Mm. So we have a boardroom that you can, you know, use to host your presentations and workshops that you might need as an entrepreneur. And then you may meet your clients here as well. Mm. So um, you find an individual that comes from other towns, is invented, but needs a conducive environment to do work from. Our space is just for that. So for a day, $90. We include exactly the same as I mentioned earlier in the monthly package. For three days a week, 210 And then we have for the student as well, who just needs a place to do an assignment or online examinations. For the day, $40. So um, our rates are not to make a profit from. It's really just for accountability's sake. Um, but this facility is for community. That's, that's definitely nice to hear. You know, I, I can imagine someone, you know, personally for me, I know to say I can work from home because I, I literally set up my own office with my desk, Wi-Fi, everything. But like the average person won't have that set up or they are just starting. They don't even know what they need. And if they have a situation where they can come to your uh, pop-up camp, then they can have an office. You said an office, office. Wi-Fi. Uh, what Printing else? And scanning. Uh, Free coffee, by the way. Bottomless coffee. Bottomless, bottomless coffee. coffee. Okay. You okay. and your clients may enjoy a cup of coffee while having your meeting uh, and also your boardroom facilities. So if you want to host a meeting or a boardroom conference meeting, yes, uh, we have enough offices for that as well. And you look at it, this is so viable. Mm -hmm. 
because renting an office is so expensive. A small office, you know, like just enough to fit this desk that we are recording on right now, you are looking at spending easily $8,000 in the north. Sadly, and many entrepreneurs have been put down because of all these costs and expenses that made it impossible to start their businesses. Hence, we say we are here for the community. The price is not much to ask. And it, it definitely is not because, you know, um, as an entrepreneur, you don't need to be at the office. Sometimes you don't need to be at the office right. every day, yes. right? Imagine you can come here, pay how much is it per day? Per day, it's ninety dollars for the entrepreneur. Okay, ninety dollars. Right. I going to the office at least maybe ten times mm-hmm. a month. It's just nine hundred bucks. When you are paying eight thousand for a whole month. When you just needed to use the office 10 times, you see. And it's very practical because I can build my business from here. I can even get employees, pay for them to also come and share the co-working space with me, have our board meetings, have our bottomless coffee, you know. <laughs> and it, it's, it, it's such a great opportunity. The thing is, for me, I'm so shocked. Right. I feel like anyone else who's watching this mm-hmm. is really shocked. Like, this is really happening in yeah. Namibia because you can do this and there's no excuse for you not to build a business right. anymore. There's literally no excuse. no excuse. Now if you just don't want to do it, then ah, what can we say? It's, it's really just about you right. in the end. Yeah. No, these are definitely great opportunities that you've, you've mentioned to us. Um, I guess, is there anything last that you would like to say to the public concerning uh, Startup Namibia or your pop-up camp? Well, what I'd love to say is that you're welcome. You are welcome, especially the youth. Come out. Um, the business idea, that idea that you have, that has seemed impossible to ever, you know, bring to light, to bring to life, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Everything is possible. Uh, just connect with the right people, and I believe that is why we are here. Mm-hmm. So come and see us. Yeah. Um, and also, just be encouraged. Just do it, like Nike says. Yeah, just do, just it. do it. You yeah. know what? Rather try and fail than not having tried at all. Mm-hmm. Right? And I feel like that statement carries a lot of depth. When you when you look at it, né? when you don't try, you are saying no to yourself. And then you complain to say that you hate us, but your biggest hater is yourself. So then why? what's wrong with you? You know, sometimes um, I feel like every one of us needs to look at the mirror sometimes and just ask ourselves, what is wrong with you? Because there are certain things that we tell our, ourselves on the daily, and those things are like discouraging and they stop us from doing or, pro- or progressing in certain aspects right. of our lives when those are just simple statements and then later you see on social media where they are like no whatever you say manifests in your life yeah. and stuff like that stuff is really true not because of some spiritual mm-hmm. side to right. it but because it's just logical thinking exactly, yeah. if every day you tell yourself i am bad at drinking coffee don't be surprised the day you start dropping the mug because it you it's keep yourself, it. yes exactly and and how do you think someone can overcome that look i believe it's it's really fundamental hey um it's a mindset i believe and i was just going to say before you you, you mentioned all of this mm. that you know we we ought to be the change that we want to see mm. so it starts with positive thinking and the very first thing we said uh, when, we, when we started the podcast was you need to believe Believe in your idea. Believe that you are able to. Believe without any religious or spiritual attachments to it. Believe. Um, how did you become? 
you had an idea, for example, that you wanted to study law, for example. Um, you knew you had to go to school to qualify, you know, um, to get into law school, right? You did it, put in the work. But it all began as a, a thought, an idea, a dream. You believed it. Believe. That's it. And I guess what, what the aspect that with the idea, you know, there's so many facets mm -hmm. to it. You can have an idea, but then if you don't have the will to execute, exactly. which is another thing that I feel like we need to speak on because I've met so many people, and especially now that by virtue of doing the podcast, uh, people feel the need to walk up to me now and be like, no, I, have, I have this business idea, man. I want to do A, B, C, D. And then I, I personally listen. You know, it's, it's good to give people the time to, to, to their time and listen to what they, let them express themselves. And then you're like, you know what? I wish you well. I really hope you execute on the idea. That that became my reply. At first, I'll be like, no, you need to do this, do this, do this. But I saw to say that there's no point in giving advice to someone who's not going to go and use exactly. it. So now the only advice that I give is the most practical one. Just go do it. And in the end, that sifts. It serves as a filter between the people that really want to do this right. or the people that just see the benefits on social exactly. media and just want to follow the, the or, or do it for clout per se. So I, I guess like there's many facets right. to yeah. it. I guess yeah. like you really need to just understand that I am going to do it right now. Yes. Also with the agency applies yeah. because I feel like also uh, we have this thing called African time <laughs> and where we procrastinate yeah. we everything. We learn as we go. You know, you'll never know everything at once. We learn as we go. And another thing about my team that I work with, I think they've also been my greatest inspiration because the greatest encouragement and the most consistent encouragement is we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll learn, you know, you finally grasp it, you know. Even with business ideas, you'll finally get there. you'll never know it all before you, you ought to to execute, right? Start and you learn as you grow. That's, that definitely is true. And I guess I like what you say to say that you learn as you go. And learning as you go means that your idea is not perfect right. in the beginning. Right. And neither will it be perfect possibly in the end. No. And and I think that's another misconception that we go through always is to say that you get people that will be like, no, I need to fix A, B, C, D so early on in the business. Yeah. And they are fixing literally the most redundant of things. You know, yeah. I know the logo needs to look like this. Listen, no matter how much nice your logo looks, if your business processes are wrong, it's a waste of time. Yeah, so is. I guess people should just focus on at least being able to deliver a service or a product that works. And then learn, learn, iterate, fix A, B, C, D. And, and the only way you can really fix something is if you put it to the test. Right. Never be too much knowledge. <laughs> never, never be too much. No, I've, I've, we've really enjoyed having a, the, the podcast with you. And I guess the public will enjoy this too when the episode comes out. But thank you guys for watching the episode. And thank you to Princess for sharing with us and explaining to us everything that is Startup Namibia and Basecamp and all the pop-up camps in Namibia. So if you are interested, if you have a business idea and you need to execute on it right now, you walk to Morella Mall, come to a pop-up camp and talk to Princess and you can get started ASAP with your idea. There's no need to slow down. No, this thing of, hey, I'm waiting, waiting. Now is the time. So thank you so much for watching and stay tuned for the next episode. Like, subscribe, share with your friends. Follow us on social media also to watch the bit-sized version of this content. And yeah, so much more to look out for. Thanks.
thank you and uh, bye. Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs>